Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right. So I need to get a nice bottle for Louisa's birthday. It should be something nice, like 30 bucks nice. I didn't get her a present, so there, it's going to be a nice bottle. Oh, I'll get something old. Vintage. That's supposed to be good, right? I remember reading somewhere that if it's from this year, it's bad. All right, something old then. Hmm. 2010. 40 bucks? Jeez. This is Wine School Dropout, and today we're talking about vintages. Now, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single woman in possession of a good fortune must want old wine. But why is that? Let's break it down. There are two things you need to understand to get why older wine is supposedly better. The first is what vintage means when it comes to wine. Essentially, wine vintage is the year the grapes were harvested. This is the year listed on the label. Wine from a good vintage year can be aged, which means kept for a long time to make it taste better. What makes a good vintage year? The weather. The defining feature of a vintage is sunshine. Sunny days give grapes the best chance of reaching full maturity and optimum ripeness levels. If a region gets too much rain, grapes do not fully ripen. If the region is too hot, then grapes become raisins before they fully ripen. So, it can't be too hot out or too rainy just mild and sunny, kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but with wine. Every year is different, though, so one vintage year might be slightly better than another. For example, 2008 brought us America's forever president, President Obama. But it wasn't a great year for wine. In major wine-growing regions like France, Germany, and Spain, harvest dates were pushed back to late September, and the quantities harvested were small. But then, there was 2009. This was the vintage of the century. People are still trying to get their hands on Bordeaux's and Burgundy's from 2009. But those people are out of luck, or have to pay a high price for that wine. Instead, they should have invested in wine futures. Wine futures are just a cool way to talk about investing in specific vintage years before they happen. 
You see, certification boards, wine magazines, and other expert sources would declare certain years as vintage years. Once this is declared, collectors want to get their hands on it ASAP at a lower price to age it themselves and tell all their friends. Enter Wine Futures. You can buy a wine that will be released in the future that's likely still in the barrel. So when the producer is ready, the wine is bottled and delivered to you. No searching for it in stores or online. If you're not ready to dive that deep into buying wine futures, a few notable vintages from the last few years are 2018, 2017, 2015, and the best of the best, 2009. Before you go running off using those exact years as your only indicator for a good vintage, the second thing you need to understand about old wine is the taste question. Roughly 98% of wines on the market are meant to be consumed immediately or for limited aging of no more than five years. That 2% though... If you can wait that long, they are magnificent to taste. It all comes down to tannins and acidity. Relax, wine school dropout. It's not that complicated. Good vintages produce grapes that are well ripened and carry tannins and acidity, which affect taste. Here we go. Tannins are chemical compounds released from skin, seeds, and stems right after the grapes are pressed and turned into grape juice. Tannins are what give you that feeling that your mouth is dry after you've had a glass. The drier your mouth feels, the higher the amount of tannins your wine has. Your red wine maker will most likely keep the stems and skins in the juice for longer periods of time to give them a more full-bodied flavor and a deeper red color. Tannins also work double duty, also serving as a natural preservative for the wine. A good bottle can sometimes last up to 40 years or more thanks to tannins. Now let's talk about acidity. Acidity has to do with the wine's pH levels and balance between different tastes. Now unless you're about to make wine yourself, the only thing you need to know about pH is that high pH in wine equals high acidity, which gives wine a sweet and tart taste. You can figure out tannins from a dry mouth taste, and you can figure out the acidity in a wine if you get that kind of puckering, sour sensation, like you would with the lemon. Over time, acidity and tannin levels evolve in your glass bottle, which can affect taste directly. Together, tannins and acidity make wines taste better over time. A few vintage wines that are generally great because of their tannins or acidity, Red Bordeaux, Red Burgundy, Barolo, and German Rieslings. The world's youngest wine is known as Beaujolais Nouveau. Fermented, bottled, and sold within a few months of harvest, it's often got a unique taste like dish soap or bananas. The truth is, there are some good wines that aren't aged, but perception is everything. People think older is better, so they are predisposed to dislike younger wines. That... And Beaujolais has a bit of a marketing problem. Because there are many styles of Beaujolais, and Nouveau is the only one meant to be drunk young. 
But Cru Beaujolais can age up to 10 years and have flavors similar to those of a fine red burgundy. Trust me on this one. So, how do you know if you should age your particular wine? Check to see if it's listed in the vintage reports from Berry Brothers and Rudd or Wine Spectator magazine. If you want to age a DIY style, it might be of interest to know how wine has always been stored. Historically, it's been understood that you've got to keep wine cool to make it taste good. The ancient Romans, for example, stored their wines with the dead to keep it cool. That's right, the earliest wine cellars were actually in the catacombs. And underground, generally. And before corks became a thing in the wine world, bottles were closed off with rags and glass stoppers. In fact, corks are a relatively new invention. It wasn't until the 18th century when glass blowers finally got the hang of making narrow necks that made airtight sealing possible with corks. From then on, people started using corks to seal wine and age it to make red, white, and champagne bubbly vintages around the world. The world's oldest champagne, for example, was opened in 2010 and was aged for 185 years. The 1825 Perrier Jouet bottle was still drinkable with notes of truffles and caramel. So why does your vintage cost more? All right, so you've got a wine that's been aged for X amount of years. Wine sellers have to store it and pay for the upkeep of those storage spaces, so that affects the price. Plus, value builds over time. Think of antique baseball cars worth five cents in 1960, but worth hundreds in the 2000s. There's also the rule of supply and demand. Vintage wines are kept in limited amounts, and once they've been sold, there's no way of going back in time to get the same exact wine to make more. So that means those few bottles end up costing more. There's also a fascination with older wine that goes beyond the price. When you have a vintage wine, you don't drink it. It's a collector's item, like art. And finally, when you do drink it, there might be a million and one ways that it's changed chemically to taste good. Or just different. Either way, be patient. It's worth the wait. For those of you that didn't take notes this episode, here are your wine school dropout Cliff's notes. One, old wine doesn't equal good wine. Two, tannins and acidity play an important part in wines being ageable. Three, storing wine is cool, but for the love of wine, after 10 years, just drink it. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Music by Gabrielle Damaso and Makai Beats. Art by Tiffany DeLune. Until next time, sit back, relax, and have a glass. Please drink responsibly. A pop of the bottle, the bubbles in the glass. These are just a few things we love about champagne. Did you know it's only an hour and a half drive from Paris? Why not take a guided tour around the region with your fave wine expert, Girl Meets Glass? We'll travel along the wine route to Champagne for the day and visit houses to taste and learn all about how Champagne is made. For more details or to book your tour, visit girlmeetsglass.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.